Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. It's to Jones. He is sent to center field and deep. Going back his call on the warning track to the wall. It is gone. Just cleared the wall in straightaway center field. Nolan Jones, another long home run. That's worth two. Two run shot, four to nothing Rockies. Old friend Nolan Jones, Colorado Rockies going deep. Friend of the program. Great talking to Nolan what was it, about a month and a half ago, a few months ago? He had just hit like a 800-foot walk-off home run. Well, he's keeping on, keeping on. And he reminds us, you know, some, some trades are very important. The Rockies seem to get a pretty good trade in Nolan Jones from the Cleveland Guardians. But there's a lot of trades coming. You know why? Because it is a week out. Today is a week out from the trade deadline. We want to thank the fine people at FanDuel. FanDuel, thanks so much for jumping aboard our Baseball Isn't Boring Express, being part of the family, powering us through this, baby. So thank you. Also, thank you to everybody who has been going to these socials, at BB Isn't Boring, Twitter, Instagram, buying the gear. Our guest today, Brendan Nemo, he walked out to our interview. Walked out to our interview in the dugout wearing a Baseball Isn't Boring t-shirt. They're catching like wildfire. All the cool kids are wearing them. Swing Juice. Go to the at BB Isn't Boring account, Twitter account. Click on the link. Take you right to the Swing Juice page where it has all the gear. The sweatshirts, the t-shirts. Baseball Isn't Boring. Spread the word. There's no better way to spread the word than with a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. Or a beer koozie, whatever you want. But if Brandon Nimmo's doing it, you know it's it's a good thing to do. And you know what else he's doing? He's on this podcast today. Now, all right, the Mets aren't doing what the Mets wanted to do. Sure, they're seven games back, but this push that to the side. Brandon Nimmo is in first place when it comes to podcast guests. This is the third time he's on the podcast. Always nails, always nails. When we first talked to him. In spring training, he was one of the best that we talked to about just breaking down what he thought the rules were going to be, what baseball was going to look like. So it was a great time to catch up, to to come back and say, all right, 
you is it what you thought it would be? Is baseball what you thought it would be? And he doesn't disappoint when it comes to his explanation. He also gives great perspective of just being a major leaguer. Being a major leaguer when he's called up, all the way through his journey, and where he's landed right now. And with the trade deadline being a week away, he gives the best story that you're going to find. Because there's not a lot of people who was traded at the trade deadline and then wasn't traded at the trade deadline and then had to figure out which team he should report to at the trade deadline. All of that, you remember this, Brandon Nemo was traded for Jay Bruce to the Cincinnati Reds. Well, or was he? We're going to find out that story. It's a great story. It also... It's a great, I don't, honestly can't think of anybody better to paint the picture of the roller coaster that these guys are going through when it comes to trade deadline stuff. All right, here you go. Here's Brandon Nemo. All right, one of my favorites. We've been, Brandon, we've been doing this. I've been doing this since the end of the World Series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baseball's a boring mm-hmm. podcast, but and I've talked to you twice mm-hmm. in spring training and once at City Field, and I was, like, I could tell that, like, you actually believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy baseball. I enjoy it a lot. I understand, you know, uh, why some people find it, find it boring, um, but I think it's just because it's just like anything else. Like, if you just look at things from the surface level, uh, I'm sure if you were to look at, you know, somebody who doesn't know much about art or anything like that, and you said, you know, like, hey, art really isn't boring. Like, look at all this stuff on that, that's on the, you know, inside of this that, that goes into each of these paintings. Um, you know, that's not boring to, to people when they get to know it. Um, but from the surface level, you know, they're like, I don't, I don't really get it, you know, and it's, it seems boring. That's how a lot of people approach baseball. You know, they, they just they go to a game, and uh, actually a lot of people love it when they go to a game. Yeah. But when they watch it on TV, um, you know I get a lot of... It's the best game to go to. Yeah. It's the best game to go to. I, I, think, I think the atmosphere of a baseball game is amazing. Um, I was enthralled with it ever since I was a young kid um, when we went to our first game at Coors Field. Um, I got a little. I got a ball thrown up to me by the bullpen catcher, and uh, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And um, you know, I'd get my dipping dots there, and I'd oh, get, ice cream yeah, in the future. Yeah, 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 and get my pretzel, and uh, we'd hang out. And it's beautiful weather. It means summertime, especially to kids, you know, from the north and the west. You know, where I'm where I'm from. Um, you know, it's it brings a, a, about like good memories and good like good weather like summertime like that means baseball you know and yeah. they're they coincide with each other and so um so yeah i think i think a lot of people if they just watch like if they were to just turn a game on never have been to a ball game or just um have never really had any interest in the sport they just turned it on and started yeah it would probably seem pretty boring to them because they don't understand the game going on inside of the game and they also haven't been to a ballpark where you enjoy the atmosphere of it and uh so I think it's uh, I think it's a little harsh to, to say that you know baseball's boring. No, it's not. I, I, I get what they're I get what they're yeah. saying, but when you get to when you get to know the game and you you get to experience a ballpark and you get to um, really you know get changed by the experience of it, then I think I think their opinion would change. What do you remember along those lines? Like walking into the park. Well, you said Coors Field. Yeah. So um, so we did. Uh, I did this book. Um, that came out with Joe Kelly at Damn Near Perfect Game, mm-hmm. and we talked. He talks to Manfred, 
he does an interview with Manfred. And Manfred talks about this, mm-hmm. about the first time he walked into a park. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of people. And this park we're sitting right now, Fenway mm-hmm. Park, for me, that was it. And, and it was like, okay, the green is never greener. Yeah. The, the uniform's never whiter. Yeah. What was, what do you remember? I don't know how old you were, but. For me, I got to go to my first big league game probably around like eight, nine years old. Okay. Um, and I just remember how grand it was when I walked in. I remember just you walk you walk to the stadium and then all of a sudden you know like it's not it, it course field isn't necessarily like wrigley or or fenway where it kind of just pops out of the no out of nowhere like course field you can see it from the highway coming yeah. in and yeah. you when you when you go it's like it's the centerpiece of where you are and i also commend them a lot because at the time that i went um it wasn't in the nicest neighborhood mm-hmm. you know it was kind of kind of a little bit rough around there but as soon as you went into the gates it was just grand and majestic and like big arches and and then you walk out and there's this baseball field just sitting right in the middle of, of all Isn't of this it cool? you know, yeah, that? yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah. and it just was a, amazing uh you know experience and i was like man how cool is this that like people like these guys get to play and like all these people watch and it's such on like a grand stage and what a great energy and um I just loved it, and and you know, ever since I was young, honestly, since I can remember, um, I'd had a passion for baseball, and and I wanted to be a major league baseball player. And so, when I walked through those doors, I was like, man, this is where I want to be someday, you know. And and my parents, they always they always fostered that dream, mm. but they always you know were kind of like, okay, but make sure to have a plan B, yeah, you know, yeah. like you yeah. know, like so yeah, we gotta be, make sure we're doing, yeah. yeah, exactly, like. We got to make sure we're doing well in school. We got to make sure we're yeah. doing well in other things because, you know, they always wanted me to reach for the stars, but they always wanted me to just have have a have a plan B just in case, you know, of like something to fall back on. And um, but that's where I wanted to be, and I was like, all right, I want to. Like, this is so where I want to be. So was it what you thought it would be? Like this is. It was even better. I mean, it was even better than it's, what it's, I thought it's cliche, it would be. Because like, there's a build-up to it, obviously. Mm-hmm. This isn't the NFL. I mean, yeah. we just went through the draft, and this yeah. is you know, that whole conversation about why the draft is, is can't be the NFL draft, yeah. can't be the NBA draft. Yeah. There's a build-up to it. Yeah. When, when the build-up happens... Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it was, you know, it was better than, than what I expected because um, where I grew up, you know, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, there there's not any structures like that. Like, you, you, maybe for someone who grows up in New York City, or someone who grows up in, you know, in Dallas, uh, mm. Texas, or something, you know, something like that. But for me, where I grew up, there's nothing. There's nothing like that stadium. There's nothing to compete with that. And so, um, I didn't even have anything to really base it off of. Um, mm. And so, it was so much better uh, than I could have imagined when I got there. And uh, and then you you had the the good food on top of it. You, oh, know, the, so you had the sweets the and the perdium and the uh, yeah, and the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So you know you you, you had you had all that up um and and my experience my first experience at course was was unbelievable and um and i just remember it having a profound effect on me and and you know looking forward to we got to go about once a year after that point okay until i was probably 14 and then my schedule just got you know then then it was i had an older brother i had an older sister um we were always at at games some sort of game some sort of sport um, and once I was becoming pretty, you know, competitive with it, it, it just became where we, we weren't able to make it to big league games anymore. So then the next one that I was at was in uh, 2010 at uh, Wrigley Field and, oh. uh, for the Under Armour All-American oh, game. Wow. And uh, got to play there. 
and I was like, man, you know, this is this is so cool. I remember thinking in the uh, on deck circle, I was kind of anxious going up there, and I was like, man, this is you know big stage and big league ballpark. Like this is you know this is so cool, but you know a lot riding on it. And then I kind of just thought in the in the big league or in the on deck circle, and I was like. How many people get to do this? Like, oh, this no. is, like this is unbelievable. Oh. I get to be in a big league ballpark and play on a big league field, and like I've already accomplished like a small childhood dream by even just being able to play on like a big league field, you know. So, cool. and so um, it really just relaxed me, and then I was able to play really well in the game, and um, and you know that led to where we are now. But um, but I just I just remember. Um, you know, there's nothing like a big league ballpark. Do you remember they they do the a lot the, the social media teams are good for them, like doing the the minor league managers telling the guys, right? Hey, you're going to the big league. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so uh, my manager at the time was Wally Backman, and um, he had um, called me into the office. We were in Reno, uh, Reno, Nevada, and uh, just finished the game. And this is 2016, and he uh, called me in, and he just started the conversation by saying, "You know, Brandon, he's like the improvement that you've made from April until now, and that was that was June, um, has been one that I really haven't seen." Um, and he said, "I'm I'm so proud of you, you, you the the changes that you have made, and how you've been able to overcome adversity." And um, I was hitting basically under 200 in April. In really? April of that year, yeah, and I was rough, and um, by that point, I was hitting about probably 326 or something like that, somewhere in there. And and you know, he was just complimenting me on on the adjustments that we've made. And he goes, he goes, you know, sometime you're going to get called up to the big leagues, and you keep doing what you're doing. And he said, don't don't change what you're doing down here. We play exactly the same way that, that you're playing here. He said, so now I, I've got the got the bad news. And he's like, well, what I called you to the office for is. Um, you know, you know how things work down here in AAA. We didn't have enough tickets on the flight, so you're on a separate flight, and you know you're going to be heading heading out. But no big deal. You'll just be on a different flight. And I was like, yeah, that's fine, Wally. Like, I get it. I'm, you know, like I, at the time, I'm 23 years old, and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm low man on the totem pole. I, I, I get it. I, I'll go. I'll go on the other flight. And I was like, but thank you. I appreciate you. You know, you saying those kind words, and I'll keep keep working and keep doing what I can. So I'm like on my way out of the office, and he says, right, right when I get to the door, and he goes, oh, hey, Brandon, one more thing. And I was like, yeah, Wally. And he goes, uh, by the way, that that flight's going to Atlanta. <laughs> And I was like, that's Atlanta. A pretty, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. And I was like, it took, took me a second. Like, I was like, Atlanta, Atlanta. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's where the big league team is. And he's like, yeah, you're going to the big leagues. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. So the team, you know, was waiting on, on in the locker room. They congratulated me. And and uh, I thought it was, I mean, I thought he did a great job that's with it. Good. It was, it, it really caught me off guard. I did not think, you know, I didn't have, like, a suspicion that I was going up. And... Um, he really, I mean, he really did a great job at it, and I uh, really applaud Wally for that. It, it made it made it something I, I will never forget, uh, even more so. Um, and yeah, so then I was on a, a flight the next morning at 7 a.m. to Salt you know, Lake City, going to and big league ball yeah, there exactly. You know. And I got to go, and it was really cool because I got to debut in uh, Turner Field yeah. um, before they shut it down. Yeah. And um, so, uh, well, worst lights in the major league. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't care at that time. At that time, but uh, it was a really cool, really cool way to do it. So the, uh, you're talking. We talk about baseball not being boring and falling in love with baseball. The first time I talked to you in spring training, first of all, I think I told you this last time. I felt terrible. I felt terrible. You remember why? Why? Because you had talked in length about how you had to learn how to slide feet first. Oh yes. And then literally. Yes. And then two I. Days later. Yes. I like I'm in Fort Myers. Just, yep. And I'm like, oh, just man. going down it's for a nice head. easy <laughs> slide, <laughs> catch the cleat, and thank goodness that, that could have been way worse than it ended up. Uh, I'm so thankful for that because, um, you know, obviously this season that I've had. Um, I've uh, been working on a lot of things and seen some things come to fruition and, and been playing playing well. Um, and that all could have been, but, you know, but, stopped by that But point. the reason we talked about it was because we were all trying to figure out what baseball was going to look like, yeah, right? right? So now as we sit here, yeah. X amount, it's baseball. What have looked what you thought yeah, it yeah, looked yeah. like and what hasn't? looked like what you thought it was. So there, there has been more there has been more stolen bases. That's, that's you for even sure. Thought? No. No. no you thought I, so here, the, the caveat is there has been more stolen bases but not a, it hasn't changed the game as much as, okay. as, much as I was thinking. Um, you still need to get a good jump. You still need, it's not, it's not like it's just there for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you still need to have speed. Now if you have speed there, there are more chances to be taken um, and people are stealing more but it is, it is not um, as easy as they were, you know, as they were making it out to be like it, people are just gonna be running all day long um, you know there there are ways to defend against it uh, people are getting getting more used to it um, to the picks and everything and, um, you know I, I think that it definitely has improved that, that side of the game but um, it's not egregious mm-hmm. um, and so um, and so that's that's good um, you know and then as far as the pitch clock goes um, we're we're averaging about an hour less than we were last year, and from a uh, you guys like stamina, as a team? yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, we were three and a half hour average you last were? year. Yeah, we, an we hour. Were, we were playing a lot of four hour games. That's a lot of time um, standing around. Exactly. So for yeah. me, we're saving like a hundred. Now I'm sure it's probably like forty five minutes or something, yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's, it's around a there, yeah, you yeah. know, where. Last time I had checked, and it was it was you know a month ago or so, but we were averaging like two and a half or somewhere okay. around there, two forty. Um, and last year we were somewhere around that three and a half mark, three three twenty somewhere in there. And uh, and we did we had a lot of games that were that were near the four hour mark. And um, I'll tell you, it's saving one hundred and sixty two hours of me being on my cleats. Wow. It, it, that that does help. Um, I think that there's probably a happy medium in there somewhere where, um, you know, there's three more seconds added on to one of those clocks, maybe the 15-second one or something, um, where um, sometimes after, like, fouling a ball off and the clock, you know, because it's different at every ballpark as well, like, you know, sometimes that clock starts right away yeah. when, when you, even when you foul balls off, and sometimes they'll give you an extra couple seconds. But when it starts right away, and you're like, okay, so you know, I fouled that ball off. This is where it was. Okay, what's their game plan? What's my game plan? This, that. Oh crap! There's, it's nine seconds. Like you got to get in, right? Yeah. So um, sometimes I will say, from like a hitting standpoint, there is um, you know a couple extra seconds that you're like, I wish, I wish I had it. But 
also from an outfield perspective and like a health and uh, yeah, you can safety. feel it. Uh, yeah, I mean, really? now it is a faster game. Like we're doing a, you know, I'm not running maybe quite as much as I was last year because I'm not on my feet as much. But uh, and there's other other factors into that. But um, it's it's a similar amount of running in a shorter amount of time. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be in shape. Like you have to be more in so than good, yeah. More so, yeah, yeah. It, whereas before it was more of like a. Um, like straight endurance and just you have to be ready for for that sprint after say 15 minutes of you know of kind of being a little stagnant now it's more of kind of going a faster pace and that, and that there's nothing wrong with that but um but yeah i think you know it, it does definitely save me like i said about 162 hours of uh not being on my feet you, on, you, and that's that's big so Oh, can you feel like so? Obviously, fans. I think overall fans like it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Can you feel it? Um, it, it? It's not basketball. It's not hockey. Mm-hmm. It's not football. Mm-hmm. But can you feel like they playing it? Okay, you know, you're sort of. Not only is it saving you time physically, but are you, you're sort of mentally you're on on edge is the wrong way to put it. Yeah, you're all you're you're always up. Right. Yeah. yeah but the, can you feel that compared to other years that you play? Yeah, I would say so because you always have the now you always have the clock in the back of your mind. Whereas before it was always just the one the one focus was your plan at the plate or what you know what's going on in in the outfield as far as like what's my preparation for the next play if they hit it here or there. Now you always have the clock in the back of your mind as well, um, and so it does kind of uh, raise the attention, you know, a little bit more. Where you're like, okay, doing all this, you know, coming up with this game plan and everything, but where's the clock? What you know? What, yeah, what, you yeah, know? Yeah. Okay, because you know, because you don't want to get rung up on it. Because I think I I have once or twice. I can't remember. I think it's. I think I, I got rung up on it you once. Got struck out. Yes, and then I got. Uh, that a violation be, a once. Feeling, yeah, it's a terrible that must feeling. Must be the worst feeling. And the the worst part was that I was I was in the box with eight seconds. I just hadn't had brought my head up oh. all, all the way, and so, um, and the guy wasn't even really like. So it just was kind of like, oh man, that kind of sucks, you yeah. know. But, um, but anyways, you know, there there has been pros and cons to it. Like do you I think they should do it, it in the playoffs? A lot have been talking about now. It's, a it's tough, tough to it's tough to change the game, you know that you've been playing the whole year just because of playoffs as far as like that goes for me I, I haven't really thought about it too much and yeah. so I don't know yeah I, mean, I, I, was, I haven't either to be honest with you but it just came up I think it was recently you know do you want I guess the, the real question I guess to ask because the players have gotten used to it so the real question to ask is: Does the league want a three and a half or four hour playoff game, or yeah. do they want a two and a half to three hour yeah. playoff my, game? My gut is that it's sort of like with guys being mic'd up, which is like I don't mind guys being mic'd up, but you don't need mic'd up in the playoffs. You know why? Because the playoffs are the playoffs, right? You know that's yeah. If you can't make people pay attention, right? To the playoffs, yeah, like, yeah. Right, what are we exactly. Doing? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Um, you know, I think that comes down to, to the league because honestly, the players have gotten used to the. It's taken taken some time, but the players have gotten used to the clock, and it's just a part of the game now. And um, so, I don't I don't think it'll matter either way. Speaking of getting used to things, I've been going around because it's this time of year and, and asking guys their experiences, guys who have been traded the trade deadline. I find it interesting. I've never been traded. I've never been traded the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a story. We had uh, Anthony K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember he, him. Yeah, yeah. Poor Matt. He's talking about he got traded while going into a movie and his wife's crying. You know, oh, right? yeah. But, for, and you were, I think, part of a 
rumor, yeah, I was right? no, I was I was supposedly like it came on MLB Network. I was traded. Okay, t- and t- tell to the me, Reds. Tell me, tell me about that. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, when was that? It was 2016. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was 16 or 17, and I had uh, I think it was 16. I had just debuted, and um, you know the Mets were looking to improve, and so they were looking at Jay Bruce, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he was on on the trade market. And the year before, they, you know, the Mets had done Cespedes and had made a big splash mm-hmm. there. And one of my good friends had been traded, Michael Fulmer. And, um, and I, you know, I was on the trade block, rumors. Um, and You um, had the rumors leading up to yep, that. Yep. Yeah. So and you knew. Yeah, yeah. I, knew, I knew it was a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the day of, uh, we're at the Westin because um, that's where they, were put, they had put us up um, for uh, down by Grand Central. Um, for uh, my family and I, we were we were, I hadn't gotten a place right. I don't know where, where my future is, so um, so I'm just staying in a hotel, and that's where we're staying. And uh, I'm with my family and I and, and my um, uh, fiance at the time, and um, we're just kind of hanging out before the game, eating breakfast and whatnot. And uh, you know, we start we kind of have MLB Network on because we know we know what's up, you know, and. Um, and you know my name starts flashing up a little bit more with Reds and Mets. Looks like they're close to a deal. Could be these people. And then it just breaking news. And it was like, and it was like uh, Mets trade for Jay Bruce for Brandon Nimmo, and I think it was Chris Flexen yeah. or something like yeah. that at the yeah. time. And um, and so I remember being like, holy crap. Well, I guess I'm traded. And I was like. So then I, I literally was like, I better go to the field like and uh, start getting my stuff together. I said, do you guys want to meet me in Cincinnati? Like, And I said that to my parents before and my fiancé before leaving. <laughs> and uh, and they were like, well, we'll see. We were planning on leaving tomorrow. So, you know, I don't know if we'll, we'll come to Cincinnati. But we had, like, made plans. <laughs> so then I go to the field. And uh, Ethan... And Jay uh, Horowitz at the time, uh, they kind of said like, "Hey, don't go in the locker room. We don't know what's happened yet." And I was like, "You don't know what's happened. It's a na- like it's announced on, it's, it's on national know. television. Like what you know?" And and um, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't know. It's not it's not through yet." Like I, so I was like, "Okay." So I just literally sat outside the locker room and just waited. Um, and then finally, stretch was coming around for batting practice, and I said, "Do do I go out? Do I go out to stretch, or do and I?" You're not? just sitting outside the locker yeah, room. Yeah, and they said, "Yeah, we'll bring you your stuff, and you'll go and you'll go out to stretch." So I had to grab my stuff. I go out to stretch. I come back from stretch, and they said, and I learned that they've now substituted uh, me and Chris for uh, Dilson Herrera. Yeah, and it was just like. Okay, so now I guess I'm a Met. So I went through this whole whirlwind of emotions where it was like, okay, the team that I've been with for, you know, that I just debuted with, that I was in their whole minor league system, I don't know anything other than this. You know, I had just kind of come to the realization that, okay, I'm going to another team and this will be a great opportunity to play and whatever. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, you're still with that team. And it was like announced on national television. It was like, how do I, okay, now how do I backtrack track and be like, okay, we're in this situation. So it ended up being great because Jay Bruce ended up being a mentor to me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that, that um, you know, that I use to this day. I use things that him and I would talk about. And he, he really took me underneath his wing and was so good to me. Um, but... It was a weird. It was a weird situation be, to go through. Honestly, like everything I've talked to, I don't know how many guys about this. 
everything you said in, encapsulates everything. Yeah, like everything about it because it's the family yeah. element. It's the um, like the well, they don't want me, but they do want yeah. me. Thing, right? Like, yeah, you're like, oh, well, kind of sucks that the guys that drafted me don't want me anymore, but. Uh, it's great that somebody else do does want, me, want yeah. me, and they want me enough to give up Jay Bruce right now. Were you now, googling you know? like the roster, the Reds roster? I, we had we had played them not too long ago, I'm pretty sure, and I just kind of knew that like they were a team that was trying to get back on track, mm-hmm. and so I would probably get the opportunity to play every day there, mm-hmm. um, and I was excited about that because I was mainly used as like a. I played when you know when I came up for like two weeks, and then I was kind of being used as like a platoon slash pinch hitter, um, and that kind of ended up being my role for honestly the next two years was being a pinch hitter, and I just had to get really good at that. And finally, uh, an opportunity broke through in 2018 when Cespedes um, got injured and Lagares got injured, and I got an opportunity to play every day, and I fortunately was able to take advantage of that. Uh, but for the next two years, yeah, I kind of was just like that fourth, fifth outfield that pinch hit yeah. you know, every, every now Good and again. Good for you, man. Um, and, you know, so, yeah. So, you know, it ended up being a totally different trajectory. But I was thinking, like, okay, yeah, I'll get to, you know, play every day. So, yeah, you, you do go through all, all those I'm kind of things. I'm trying to count how many trade deadlines there's been since then. I think six. Yeah. So, so you must view trade deadlines like well I, I have a perspective from both of them now. yeah from I have a perspective I of, yeah I have a perspective of 16 17 I was definitely on the trade block you know it, okay. was, it was something to be talked about so you about. went through it again the next year yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because 17 is when we went and got rid of everyone yeah but that was the situation where the, I then got the opportunity to play the last two months of the year mm-hmm. and play on an everyday basis and kind of get to show, here, here's what I'm capable of for the next year. Now, you know, still, like I said, I came into the next year with Cespedes and, and Ligaris, you know, being ahead of me, but um, it gave me the, that, that I was there for that opportunity when it arose um, in, in 18 was because of the end of 17. So, um, so yeah, I was in, in on that one as well. Um, and then in 18, I didn't really have to go through much because I had done really well yeah. up to that point. Sure. I knew they kind of like the didn't want to didn't want to get rid of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know the other years, um, the other years were I, honestly I can't even remember them. Well, they weren't I mean, they weren't really like too memorable. Yeah, yeah. Good player. 22. Yeah. There was not really a, a, a you know we were looking to acquire not right. sell. Um, and 21, I think I I had just come back from like a hand injury, and so you know it wasn't wasn't too interesting to, to yeah. some people. Um, and so, anyways, yeah, I mean now now I'm sitting here, you know, we've got a no trade clause in the Ooh, in the yeah in, in the contract, so I'm not too worried about it. Um, so that's something like again, never had a contract. Like that. Yeah, that's something you said. Hey. Can we get this? Well, yeah. My wife and I wanted somewhere that we could put our roots down, okay. um, and we we would have the choice of um, really. We just we wanted to choose somewhere to kind of like stay. That's right. that's where we were looking for. That was what we were looking for. A little stability because right. baseball doesn't have much stability. No, in it. it's, if you can get that, right? Man. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And we're we're happy we're happy to be here. Um, you know we. We love our ownership. We love, um, you know, the what this team wants. This team wants a World Series, and that's what we wanted to be mm-hmm. a part of. Um, and so, um, yeah, very fortunate to be on on all sides of it. And so now I can give some perspective to some guys that, yeah, you know, you, are going yeah, through. Yeah, it. I mean, everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. Some guys are just like, 
I just have to put my head down and play. Some guys, right. I mean, their families are telling me, right. hey, did you see this? Do you right. see that? It's yeah. hard. It is. It is hard. And honestly, the best the best advice I can give is, is that first, uh, like you just said the first time, is you kind of just have to take care of what you what you take care of and you have to just focus on you and okay i'm going to make sure i'm taking care of my you know p's and q's and i just don't really pay attention to what hearsay is mm-hmm. because hearsay got all the way to like fact yeah. for me well, they don't, and it still didn't come through hearsay you know. doesn't usually go down that far down the road yeah right so i'm like listen i was traded on national television and it didn't happen okay so like you know like that just wait until you hear from your agent and from the team that you're that you're being traded. You know, so so that's what that's what I, the advice I try and give. Well, is try mo- and leave the noise out of it. Most important thing is you have a no trade clause and you have that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like it is. Yeah. I, 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 thank you, man. Perfect. Thank you.